Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Concord Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you could join us for today's broadcast. Concord Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We'd like to invite you out to one of our church services on Sunday morning or Sunday evening or Wednesday night Bible study. We're also the home of Concord Christian Academy, a school that goes from K2 through 12th grade. If you need more information about our church or our school ministries, visit our website at ConcordBaptistChurch.org. Along life's journey, sometimes you meet people that change your life forever. And certainly in biblical times, in the life of Christ, when people came across Jesus, most times their lives were changed for the good. Certainly there were many that did not believe in him and his life did not impact their life. But yet uh, there are many others who believed on Jesus, many others who had their life changed completely because of an encounter with Jesus. Today we're going to look at a woman of Samaria that met Jesus at a well, and it seems like it was just a, a perchance meeting. It just so happened that uh, Jesus was there and she showed up, but yet I believe that this was God's will, God's appointment for this dear woman. We look at the story in John chapter 4. It says, Now therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. And he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Jacob. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Well, the place in which Jesus was at that time of the writing of the story was the city of Sychar. It was in the area of Samaria. And, of course, uh, this was a place that uh, certainly Jewish people many times did not travel through. Jesus was traveling from Judea up to Galilee, Judea being in the southern part of Israel and Galilee being in the northern part of Israel, uh, were separated by a, a large area called Samaria. Samaria at one time was all part of the ten tribes of Israel that uh, would have comprised Israel back in the time of the kings. But yet there was a, a an invasion in the 700s in which the 700 BC in which uh, the Assyrians overtook the ten northern tribes of Israel and deported many of the people and then brought in many heathen and they intermarried uh, the Jews that remained there and they became known as the Samaritans. And so this uh, group of people, the Samaritans, were half uh, or part Israeli and part Gentile. And so because of that, the Israelites looked down upon the Samaritans. They looked at them as a half-breed, as a uh, somebody, that, a group of people that were not truly Jews, but yet had some Jewish uh, blood within them. And uh, certainly the Samaritans did not like the Jews either. There was great animosity between the two groups. In fact, if you remember the story or the parable which Jesus was teaching on loving your neighbor, he chose a Jewish man who had been beaten up, rejected by two fellow Jewish men, but then an, a Samaritan came by and helped him. The story, of course, the Good Samaritan shows that love crosses uh, all boundaries. And certainly there would have been a great boundary between these two groups of people. 
And yet, uh, yet Jesus chose to walk through Samaria. Many times, uh, Jewish men would avoid Samaria altogether. They would cross over the Jordan River in the south, uh, tra- traverse up the eastern side of Jordan, which, be, which would be present-day Jordan, and then cross over uh, right before the Sea of Galilee area, and uh, just to avoid going through Samaria. But Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. You see, Jesus uh, had uh, on his uh, his mind, on his heart, the Samaritan people. And so therefore, he was not going to be like many of the people of that day that would have rejected this people. You see, Luke 19.10 says, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. These were lost people. These were unsaved people. They needed the gospel just like the Jews. In fact, uh, when Jesus would give his great commission, he said, Go into Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And so Samaria was a, an unreached area. As we uh, look and see uh, the method of Jesus of evangelism, he went where people were. He didn't wait for them to come to him. Jewish uh, the, the Samaritans would not come to Jesus. He went to them. And you see, Jesus is looking for people. He's calling people. He uh, sees people where they are. And many times, when Christians are uh, are apathetic or fearful or indifferent towards different people groups, Jesus wants to see these people saved. And so he goes wherever the people are. He's always working on people of all different cultures and all different nationalities and all different religious backgrounds. And that's just the way he is. And so this was not a perchance meeting. This was an intentional meeting. Well, notice the conversation he has with this woman. He first asks her to give me a drink. Now, when he asks this woman for a drink, uh, she's very surprised. Because in verse 9, she says, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And so this catches her off guard because uh, a Jewish man would never talk to a Samaritan, let alone a Samaritan woman. This just wasn't uh, part of their their culture. This is not part of their upbringing. Uh, These were two separate groups. They didn't like each other. They didn't talk to each other. They never would have asked each other for a drink. And by the way, for him to ask for a drink, that meant that she would have to get a cup or a vessel and pour water into it and give it to him. And he would have to drink out of a, a cup or, a, or a, pot, a pot or a vessel that was used by Samaritans. That would have been considered unclean. And so as he asks this question, she is very surprised. And she certainly is, um, you know, wondering, uh, why would this man ever talk to me? But notice Jesus' response as he now begins a spiritual conversation. He talks about, uh, he starts with physical water and he transfers the conversation into living water or spiritual water. Because in verse number 10, he says, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And so Jesus now talks about living water. And he says, If you'd have known who you're talking to, you could have asked me for living water. Where he asked her for physical water, she, she, she could have asked him for living water. And so Jesus is trying to show her that um, her need is beyond that physical water. He goes on and says um, in uh, verse number 13, as he continues, he said unto her, 
whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. He's talking about the water she would draw from that well. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The water Jesus offered is, is not going to be gone in a day or a few hours. In essence, he says, the water that I give you, you will never thirst again. It is everlasting water. It is living water. And so he is, he is I'm sure, creating a curiosity in her heart. What is this water all about? What does he mean that I can drink of a well and there could be water that would last forever and ever? And so she she agrees to this in verse 15. And the woman saith him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Sure, why not? I, I'll take living water. I'll take water that can last forever. Now, I'm sure she didn't understand all what Jesus was talking about. I'm sure at this point she was just curious and this sounded like something good. And certainly uh, if it could help her, if she would be a better person, if she could never thirst again, why not? And so she asked for living water. You see, living water was a picture of salvation. Earthly water never satisfies. Yes, it, it's good for a while, but you have to keep drinking it again to live. But Jesus offers eternal life. He said, you take one drink of what he has to offer and you live forever. Isn't that a beautiful picture of salvation? For if we call on Jesus, if we ask him to save us, that he gives us eternal life. In fact, Jesus told the woman, if you knew who was talking to you, you would have simply asked for living water. And isn't that what salvation is all about? Just simply asking for salvation, simply calling on Jesus. Uh, Romans ten thirteen says that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so this woman agrees, yes, give me this water to drink. But notice what Jesus has to uh, draw her to, to, to this understanding in order before she can be saved. And so in verse number 16, Jesus saith in her, go call thy husband and come hither. And a woman answered and, and said, I, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saith thou truly. Wow. He knew all about her. He said, you've had five husbands and you're living with a man now. And, and he said, truly, you're saying, you're right. You don't have a husband. You've had so many of them. What's Jesus doing? Is he criticizing this woman? Is he trying to shame her? No, I believe he was trying to show her her sinful past, her past failures. She'd gone from one relationship to the next. She had uh, failed in her marriages. She had divorced. She had remarried. Uh, this certainly wasn't the will of God. This certainly wasn't right. Maybe this is why she was in the middle of the day ask, uh, there at the well. She might have been scorned by others as many times the women would come early in the morning to gather their water. And yet she might have been ostracized because she was looked down as a sinful woman. And as she now says that she has no husband, and now Jesus proclaims that she's had five and living with another, I'm sure the Holy Spirit now convicts her. And, and she remembers and realizes how far short she falls from the glory of God. Later on, she continues 
by saying, our father worshipped in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. She's seeking truth. She, she's thought about spiritual things. The Samaritan worshipped in, um, in, in a mountain there in Samaria. And the Jews worshipped in Jerusalem. She wants to know, how do I worship God? Where do I worship God? She's searching for truth. And you see, and Jesus now is going to uh, reveal to her truth. And he, he explains that worship is not about whether it's in Jerusalem or in Samaria, that uh, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. You see, he is the truth. John 14, 6, later he would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And so this woman then says again in verse 25, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus saith in her, I that speak unto thee am he. Can you imagine her saying that I'm looking for Christ? I'm searching for truth. And Jesus said, you found it. I am Christ. I am the Messiah. Wow, this must have really been so exciting for her. In fact, the Bible says that... Um, she left her water pot there and went her way into the city and saith unto the men, Come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? She was so excited. She was converted. She believed in Jesus. She went and ran down and she told others that this is the Christ. Notice how bold she is in her witness. She says, come and see, come and see. Isn't that what we need to do after we trust Jesus as Savior? Isn't it simply that we must drop what we're doing as this woman did and go tell others and say come and see this man who saved my soul and so as she tells others they come out of the city and they came unto him and now jesus uh tells his his disciples that the the harvest is white all ready to harvest he's uh, uh, that the fields are, are white all ready to harvest and so he's explained to them that there's going to be a whole group of people now that are going to be ready for salvation and in verse 39 it says and many of the samaritans of the city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified he told me uh, that ever i did and later on they said that they didn't believe because what the woman said but they believed because of Jesus. They heard him for themselves. This is a beautiful story of salvation, that Jesus could save a sinful woman, that this sinful woman could have a heart for lost souls, that she could lead others to Christ. And despite her failures, despite uh, what others may have thought of her before, now she's a new creature in Christ. And now she goes and, and, and uh, brings many to the saving knowledge of Christ. And so from this story, we see how that uh, Jesus reaches out to people. He saves people. He calls people. And when they get saved, he uses them in a mighty way. Isn't this a beautiful story of, of a woman who was truly redeemed and a woman that was used mightily of God? It just shows the grace and the mercy of our wonderful God.